Hey everyone, thank you for listening to our latest episode of Analysis Process Corner. Uh, here with me and Peter, me being Antoine, and today we're going to do our fourth, I think fourth, first encounter roulette. So I'm going to start this off with a call to uh, my handy dandy assistant, and just we're going to jump right into it. So Alexa, pick a random number between 1 and 40. She better not say 14 or 39. She said 24, Peter, what's that one? Uh, hold on, I need to look. 24 is... <laughs> procedurally generated oh first procedurally generated game that that takes a moment to think honestly there's only one game that i even want to talk about in this category because isaac i yes i love it uh binding of isaac yeah so actually i'm gonna start with that i i, we, I might try to wreck my brain as i'm talking about other games what my first procedurally generated was yeah but Definitely, let's start talking with Binding of Isaac, because to me, that was probably a masterclass in how to do a procedurally generated game correctly. Apart yeah. from, you start off, you can pick any number of, I guess, actually, you start off with just Isaac himself. But as you go through, you find other versions of himself, Eve mm-hmm. and Cain. And as with each subsequent playthrough, you're adding in new people, you're adding in new power-ups, you're adding in new boss enemies and stuff. Yeah. And then the story continues to grow and grow. At first, it's just you against your mom. Because that's what the writers did is there was some weird Isaac. I think they were doing some callback to the Jesus-y stuff in the Old Testament. That's what they were doing, except they swapped out Isaac's father wanting to kill him for Isaac's mother and making her deranged and all this other stuff. Apart from that, like, though, the game is, is really great. Like, And it seems so simple, especially at the procedurally generated side, like, Basically, every room is just a square most of the mm-hmm. time. Sometimes it's an expanded square. Sometimes it's, you know, a really thin rectangle. Yeah, sometimes but, there's a square with holes cut out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it just invites so many special secrets, so many different things to look into. Like, I didn't know playing it at first about the X marks on rocks to blow them up. I mean, it yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. X marks the spot, man. yeah. Yeah, same thing with like fireballs and stuff like that. Uh, I know you've also spent some time playing Isaac. You know, what do you? What would you say is your favorite thing about it? I mean, I I've spent some time playing it, but nowhere near as much as uh you know Kevin and Phil, who have <laughs> both logged over well over a thousand hours into that game. Well, Phil got the plat. Uh, yeah, and I think Kevin got really close, but maybe he he wasn't down for the cheese because I know Phil had to cheese uh, to get the plat. Yeah, on the blue the blue character, I forget its name. Oh, is it Blue Baby? No, I don't think that's the name. No, no. Dang if we it. had if we had phone a friend available, <laughs> I I would know how to the exact answer immediately. I think it's just like maybe it's the question marks or something. I don't know. Anyway, the I love that game. It, it, not not as much as our friends again, but like I know that the first time i played it i was like well this is challenging it's like twin stick shooter which i love twin stick shooters and there's a lot of skill in the dodging and shooting the enemies and then the boss fights were all unique and then like your run the fact that there's like a hundred some odd items in the game and every run you have is just different i really appreciate that game and i think i want to you know stomp on something that you said earlier 
it definitely was not the first procedurally generated game. I'm sure that there have been procedurally generated games from well before that. Yeah. But I think that Isaac came out and then the genre blew up. Like, yeah. and maybe it wasn't Isaac because I think, you know, the one, the game that I'm going to talk about, I think came out around the same time. Mm-hmm. But that, that genre just blew up at that time. And I, I, I would, I would say that it's probably a bit of the credit goes to Isaac. A lot of it probably goes to Minecraft because that's also procedurally generated. But anyway, yeah, I I love the game. I love the difficulty. I love the, like, it's weird how it's this 2d world, but like they really, the grotesqueness of the world, I guess that's the word I want to use is like still demonstrated. And like, they, they had a really, good way of representing these like macabre themes and stuff and i just it's a fun game and like the yeah. items like you pick up an item and then you're just like i wonder what this cat paw does and then you find out and then you're like oh man i wonder what brimstone does you're like i shoot beams now that's so cool and then then you're like what does bob's brain do like, <laughs> oh crap no Dang i, I should have picked that up <laughs> i don't want this i don't want this yeah, it was funny when you so. mentioning all the different items. You, I was waiting for you to be like, there's also a lot of poop. Yeah. <laughs> a lot in formats of any kind. Enemies, treasures. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some golden poop up in there. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a there's a lot. And I haven't even I can't even talk to the newest version of it because yeah. I haven't gotten it because they were stupid. And for the PS5 you have to buy the whole game again. They release it as like a $60 game. And, oh, and Isaac geez. is fun, but for what it is, it's not a $60 game to me. So it was, I, I haven't gotten it yet, but I will one day. But I have the board game too. So obviously I'm a fan. So yeah. 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 Good talk. I, Isaac. Um, and to go back to my original statement, I think my, my big appeal was to me, not necessarily that it was the first procedural generated, but that it was the best example of what a procedurally generated should be like. I think mm-hmm. a lot of the other ones that I had seen before, like ended up being like horror games, like very quick horror games, like Slender Man games. Oh gosh. Um, all of them had procedurally generated nonsense where it was like, Oh, you have to go find a note somewhere randomly in the same kind of like land location or whatever. And the, the whole bit of it is just trying to run away from something. And so, Maybe that was the simple aspect, but Isaac was like, well, I have this, and then we're going to just make everything cool. Yeah. Um, the replayability was just awesome. Oh, yeah. man, I thought of an- another one that I'm going to mention later, because I also have to make sure I know the name correctly on it. Yeah. Uh, would you like to introduce, or did you, would you want Did you want to talk about Minecraft? Is that the one? Oh, no. Uh, F Minecraft. Uh, <laughs> I've I've never played Minecraft before, like ever. Um, I've played a few Minecraft games, like games that were built off of Minecraft. Clearly, like uh, Dragon Quest Builders, but I've never played mm-hmm. Minecraft. Okay, but the game I want to mention is Terraria. Oh, okay, which okay. is two D Minecraft. So, <laughs> um, I think I think that was the first procedurally generated game that I played, and I love that game. Because, like, as soon as you load it in, the whole world is just generated. And, you know, where the resources are and where, like, the enemies spawn. It's all random. Um, mm. And it was it was done really well, I think. Um, they kept on building on the game. And there was, again, 
all of those different items you could get. And it was like, oh man, I just found this new resource. And you're like, oh, I got to make my pickaxe strong enough to mine it. Okay, well then I go back to my base that I built that looks really cool because I built it out of obsidian and you're just, it was just fun. And it's, um, it's cool to hop into that game in a world where like you get in there with a bunch of your friends. Like I played it a lot with Michelle and Derek and probably other people that I'm forgetting right now. And I feel bad for them. Mm. So if they end up listening, I'm sorry. Um, but it was like, I don't know. It was cool. And it was like the events that would happen. Like sometimes there would be like Starfall, And then it was just like, Oh man, we got to come up with a way to like gather all these stars and like gather the meteorites. And it was just, it's a fun game completely different from isaac but yeah like a, a nice fun side scrolling procedurally generated game i think if i think of first encounters that was probably mine okay very cool very cool i honestly i don't think i think there was one time i made an attempt at terraria but i don't think i actually played it all the way through anything that starts having kind of building mechanics to it i suddenly like my brain turns off i like to try to play it but i, I just i don't um i'm not a big that means your brain would turn you off to dark cloud one of the greatest rpgs of all time well i mean i've never played it so (laughs) (laughs) so actually this is interesting because now that i've like gone through all my head and made it to a point the very first one that i think i played it wasn't a console video game it was an old like windows 95 video game or i guess computer game called yoda stories it was a star wars game and like the way it played was you would turn it on and it would randomly pick some kind of quest that you were doing as luke you were playing as luke skywalker and you would go to like either tatooine hoth or um endor or something and your objective changed between playthroughs and it was never, it was never, uh, like it wasn't like a driven story to it, at least the way I played it. It didn't seem like there was a driven story, but it would be like, okay, you gotta go to Tatooine to go help out Han Solo, maybe. He's in trouble or something. And so you go off, and then what you have to do, you, like, what ends up happening is you, I started seeing a lot of similar set pieces come up and similar objectives, but the locations were always different. The map was always different. And uh, I ended up I ended up having a lot of different playthroughs on it. Like you definitely got a chance to see Darth Vader at some point or a version of Darth Vader that you fought against as Luke Skywalker. I know that like it did follow like some kind of pathway because I think at one point I ended up upgrading my lightsaber. You normally start off with the blue lightsaber. You get the green lightsaber. There's some heart destiny thing that I got on him that I had no idea what it did. I I I don't like remember all the intricacies of it. But I well, do you remember said it was like, a Windows ninety five game, so this was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was cool. I love I love I loved it a lot. Like I definitely I spent a lot of time playing it, just doing random things. There was there was one moment that I had to get some guards to move away, and what you did was you took a blaster and you shot these lights where there were bugs flying around. So once you shot it to where there's lights just over the guard all of a sudden the bugs all flew on the guard and he was like oh my god and he just like runs away wow that sounds super cool and kind of advanced for a game from the 90s yeah i don't know if i had to shoot the blaster i might have i might have just been turning them off like you might have been just like oh button switch 
button switch. Like, yeah. I think they had to path it out a little bit more because who says who would say I didn't just randomly shoot at the light that that guy was at? Yeah. But yeah. Nice. Um, actually, so now that you say that, I I did a quick Google search to look up you know procedurally generated games and Left 4 Dead's on there. Oh, so I definitely played Left 4 Dead before I played Terraria. So earlier procedurally generated game that I played. The, I didn't realize uh, it was procedurally generated. I guess in my head, I always thought of it like having a single pathway, but then if you died where you showed up later, where a person could save you later was like, I guess it was just a random pick. Maybe. I don't know. Well, so the, when you played left for dead back in the day, like, you know, when the witch would appear and the enemies that appeared were not pre, like you couldn't look up a guide to see where they were going to appear. Um, oh, Okay. Yeah, they they were. It was supposed. It, maybe you could have, but maybe I was too dumb to then, and I never did. It might have been but, like a seed type of thing. Yeah, you check what random seed you're on, so you know. That's yeah. for speed runners. We're not speed runners. Definitely not. <laughs> or like those, you know, skill or blindfold runners. But right. Um, so the other thing, uh, it's not an early one that I played, but. I'm now I'm thinking about it. I have played in the last like year, maybe two years max. I've played a lot. Um, not even looking at this list, but like I just did the plat for No Man's Sky not too long ago. That's very procedurally generated. Oh, yeah. And like freaking, I mean, I'm playing Back for Blood now. That's was procedurally generated. Deep Rock Galactic. We're playing that right now. That's procedurally generated. The freaking Tribes of Midgard, I guess that counts as being procedurally generated. And me, Michelle, and Derek just picked that back up. And me and Phil, like we played that back like before, and Allison and a couple other people. And so, like, within this last like year or two, I've been crushing procedurally generated games. Maybe it's a genre that I'm into now. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, if, it, if a lot of it's just changing the maps and then kind of changing, like you might be familiar with, with, with where the goal is. I mean, obviously you didn't even mention it, but freaking um, Children of Mortar, or did you mention Children of Mortar? No, I didn't. And we, but that's yeah. procedurally generated. You and I played that together and we beat it. Yeah. Uh, and what was great about it was that you, like you had multiple playthroughs and then with each subsequent, like, run that you did even though you lost the previous run the story unfolded and that was crazy about it yeah that game um, was in fact fantastic yeah i can't hype that game up enough yeah if you guys didn't hear us talk about children of mortar before there's another episode somewhere in the list uh, i could find out the number maybe i should find out the number <laughs> yeah definitely a game worth playing yeah um, definitely an awesome game yeah um, i don't know if i oh and and freaking the other one the game that we played moon hunters the one yep, we played before moon that. hunters also and and very similarly graphic yeah uh pixel art yeah. done to an extreme that i was never ready for but was totally down for yeah man maybe it's more common it's so common now that you just accidentally play procedurally generated games it's just like a thing yeah, I think one of the other ones that I first played, and it was only procedurally generated on the dungeon aspect. This was a crappy, I'm not kidding, it's a crappy RPG on the Dreamcast. What? 
it it started on the Dreamcast. It did not end on the Dreamcast. It end like I did see like them port it somewhere else. But freaking the game Evolution. Oh, is like, that the the fish head game? No, no. It was like this. Um, it was like this anime dungeon crawler game type of thing. Like I say dungeon crawler, but it was actually it was actually a turn based RPG. But it was like when you, your character's goal was to go through it and get to the end of the dungeon, like most dungeon crawler things are. Mm-hmm. And every uh, level of these dungeons was procedurally generated, uh, but in kind of a boring way. Like somehow, somehow, the worst thing on it was maybe you'd go into it, and this this was one of those games that, like Grandia, where you could sneak on an enemy and get a an advantage in your battle. So this game did that, had that mechanic. But the worst thing could happen to you is you'd go into like procedural level, and all of a sudden it would be the horde of enemies, and so it would play this ridiculous like da 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 music like and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and. You were just then everywhere you looked, there were enemies, and it was annoying. Yeah. Um, I think I think I didn't finish that game mostly because I didn't have a VMU at the time, which was Dreamcast's little like Game Boy memory card, which was the safer memory card to use. The actual memory card was terrible. I love the Dreamcast memory card, the VMU. Yeah, the VMU, like that thing, awesome. Nobody even thought to do something like that. No one else. Yeah. Like, you take and it I, out and you could play some other thing that's just random on right. it. Like, the play with Sonic your chat. Shuffle on there was the best thing. <laughs> oh, what did Sonic Shuffle do? In Sonic Shuffle, in Sonic Shuffle, you get cards dealt to you mm-hmm. and it shows your cards on your VMU. And so, like, you were holding your controller and it was like you're holding your hand of cards and you like go through your hand of cards on your own personal screen and like, you know, play the card that you wanted. It was so cool. Yeah. I, I liked it. Yeah, we have in our roulette a thing to time to talk about Dreamcast. Sorry to get on that tangent, but that was because Evolution, the game, had that kind of mechanic in it. And it had a sequel. That's a weird thing. It had a sequel. I don't know how it had a sequel, because to me, that game was pretty booty. No, quite booty? Well, maybe some other people thought it was not as booty as you thought. Yeah, or maybe they just got enough purchases that they were like, yeah, we can make another one. Yeah. (laughs) Anywho. Your overall feeling, I know you've mentioned a few that you like a lot, but in general, you, you, you're cool with procedurally generated games? Oh, absolutely. Again, to me, like Isaac was a great one. The other one I didn't mention, and I'm, I'm trying to like, in my head, I don't know if it's necessarily counted as one, but 20XX, you and I played it at PlayStation Experience, but it was a Mega Man clone more or less. Oh, right. I almost yeah. caught myself in a lie by saying I've never heard of that game. <laughs> but it was like it's was, it was a Mega Man clone that you could play two people on the same screen. I think the main character is this blue girl, blue suited girl who looks like a blonde Mega Man. Mega Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you had a guy that like used a sword. They very much looked like them, but the way the game played out, you never knew what the first level was going to be, and then you kind of picked the other levels. It kind of mapped in, in that sense. It kind of looked like it was doing the same thing that Mega Man would do, but as you continued to play, the power-ups that were available to you changed. I guess even sometimes the obstacles that you dealt with, or what what would happen on it, and even the level layouts, I don't think were exactly the same. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but in my head it was seemed like things were changing between it. 
it was weird because I would play through it and I would lose and they would be like, and this is how far you get. Like a lot of procedurally generated games do that. It was like, yeah. this is how far you got. Isaac, I loved Isaac's because it'd be like, this happened, this happened. And then this, this guy killed me. And it like points to it and says ugly. <laughs> yeah. I have 20 Actually, XX on my PS4 still. The more I think about it, I feel like in my head, I kind of mushed together procedurally generated and roguelike. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it seems like oftentimes nowadays they go hand in hand. Yeah, um, I agree with that statement. I there's I love roguelikes, so I yeah, yeah. To include Slay the Spire, which I'm going to now call my favorite procedurally <laughs> generated game. Nice, <laughs> nice, yeah. very cool. But yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely a fan of procedurally generated if it's done right. Sometimes it might get boring for me. It depends on the game, honestly. Obviously, when I mentioned evolution earlier, that was more because the game's structure was just too simple and then the playthrough wasn't special. I didn't feel anything about it. Not like not like playing through on Isaac and then all of a sudden you get brimstone with a remote control and so you've got this little circle like laser floating around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Mix it up. Got some some fun variations going. Yeah. Well, cool, man. uh, Yeah, I think we can wrap this episode up. For sure. Uh, Hey, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Wait, should I call us out or do you want to do that? You already started. You should finish, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Thanks, you, everyone, for listening. Tell us what roguelikes or procedurally generated games you like. If we didn't mention them uh, and you happen to know that we played them and liked them, why don't you call us out on that? I don't mind that. (laughs) (laughs) But or not, you know. Like, life itself is procedurally generated. We don't know what happens between each day. This episode was procedurally generated. Yep. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Good night.